This is a Socialist News and Views special interview. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis. Welcome to this special interview on the victory of the Indian farmers. The interview was recorded on Wednesday, November 24th. Let's go right to the interview right now. Welcome back, Rick. You're joining us again for an update on India. You were just on. Tell folks again about yourself and the Dallas Alliance Against Racist and Political Repression. Hi, Nick. Uh, good to be back again. Uh, uh, I'm Rick with uh, the Dallas Alliance Against Racist Political Repression. Um, we're a organization trying to fight for social justice and for community control of the police. Uh, recently, we had a rally right after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Um, and we had the rally over in Dallas by the uh, federal building. It was a decent sized crowd, but there was a few hecklers, but we dealt with it. Uh, the size of the rally as well. And we, we got a few speakers out. Overall, it went pretty good. That's fantastic, Rick. Uh, we're going to talk about the big win for farmers in India on this special interview. Uh, but first, I wanted to play a few more clips of the audio that you brought back from your recent trip to India. I'll play a clip and then we'll talk about it. Might not play the entirety of this clip, but we're going to go to recording number two. আমাদের শ্রমজীবি বাজার থেকে বাজারের সাথে আমাদের শ্রমজীবি বাজারে প্রায় ডিফারেন্স আছে 30 থেকে 40 শতাংশ ডিফারেন্স আছে আর আপনারা কবে থেকে আমাদের এটা 17 সেপ্টেম্বর থেকে শুরু হয়েছে আমাদের এটা 17 সেপ্টেম্বর থেকে শুরু হয়েছে বিগত 2020 সেপ্টেম্বর থেকে শুরু হয়েছে এই আগে আগামী সেপ্টেম্বর 17 সেপ্টেম্বর হলে 16 সেপ্টেম্বর হলে আমাদের প্রায় এক বছর হয়ে যাবে এই লকডাউনের ফলে বেকার সমস্যা যেমনি প্রচুর আছে তেমনি মানুষের হাতে পয়সা নেই যাদের চাকরি ছিল অর্ধেক লোকের চাকরি চলে গেছে প্রাইভেট সংস্থায় কর্পোরেটদের কাছে যেই সমস্ত মানে আমাদের অঞ্চলের কিংবা এইসব এতটা কলোনি অঞ্চলে প্রায় ম্যাক্সিমাম মানুষ যারা আসছেন আমাদের কাছে থেকে এখান থেকে মানে কেনাকাটি করতে তারা বলছেন প্রায় তাদের হাফ মাইনে হয়ে গেছে so Rick, uh, tell us about that clip. What was going on? So essentially, um, I um, I interviewed this man who was part of the Communist Party of India Marxist. And he had set up a working people's bazaar. Basically, it was an initiative from the local unit over there. And they were selling vegetables at a very, very affordable cost. About uh, 30 to 40% reduced price from the market. Uh, and the initiative was started essentially because uh, during during the months I was there, there was, and it, it has continued now as well, there was an intense in escalation of price because of inflation. Um, inflationary rates that were not controlled by the government and essentially led to the increase in price of daily, uh, you know, daily essential items. Um, especially food and vegetables, especially, um, and the this this bazaar is called the Sromojimi Bazaar or the Working People's Bazaar, and they were selling all kinds of uh, vegetables, potatoes, tomatoes, uh, 
greens, anything that you need. Um, and it had been set up for, uh, for, for, I think, uh, about four months or so, and it was doing pretty well. It was set up in tandem with, um, the working people's canteen, uh, which is not too far from this location that, you know, the, the, the bazaar was, and I had a chance to go to both of them. And, uh, I think it went, it, it, it's a really good initiative. I, I myself purchased, uh, a good amount from that store uh so anyone can go there yeah anybody can go there it's it's basically like a roadside stall mm. um it, it, in india when you when you're in the bazaar or in your, the market area it's mostly open open market so you can go into you know these open markets and get uh, whatever you need but uh, this this uh, this was a, like a small stall which was in front of a bigger market but even though it was in front of the bigger market, it, it saw a lot of foot traffic. It's amazing. It's amazing. I think all the movements on the ground, all the movements to help uh, working people. Um, we're going to talk about the farmers in a minute. Uh, but first, we're going to go to another clip. Uh, and I believe this is a recording of uh, of a rickshaw driver. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Namta bolo. Namta. Namta is a wood. Okay. <laughs> আর তুমি কোন টিএমসি বা কোন ইউনিয়ার সাথে যুক্ত না না আর তোমার ভ্যাকসিনও নেওয়া হয়নি তাই তো আচ্ছা আচ্ছা তো আর প্রশ্ন ছিল তোমার সাথে তুমি বলো তোমার তুমি তোমার ঘর কোথায় আমার ঘর আছে ঘটকপুরে 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 খুব খারাপ অবস্থা দাঁড়িয়েছে তাই তো এই দু তিন বছর খারাপ so Rick, uh, tell us about that clip. What was going on? So uh, this man, uh, I, I had, you know, basically uh, gotten a rickshaw from from um, from where I was at previously to my house. And I basically got into a conversation with him and was asking how his, how his income was going during the pandemic. Uh, which he, which he said was that, you know, was not going very well because essentially because of the rolling pandemics over a month, they would have, uh, days in which there would be, um, you know, there would be regular course of events. And then maybe on Friday or Saturday, there would be, uh, you know, partial lockdowns and during the lockdowns, they would prevent, uh, rickshaw drivers from, you know, uh, getting, you know, passengers. So uh, his income level dropped hugely 
I also inquired as to if he was vaccinated or not, or if the, you know, usually most drivers are part of unions. He unfortunately was not part of a union. Um, and I think that was one of the reasons why, like, he did not receive a vaccine. But from uh, talking to other rickshaw drivers and talking to auto rickshaw drivers, uh, generally, if you're part of the ruling party's union, you're getting a free vaccination. But uh-huh. that's not, um, that's not completely, you know, it's not over the board, um, you know, it's not across the board as well. Because suppose if you're from out of state, then you you can't access those benefits. Right. So right. Uh, there are some contradictions regarding that as well. Um, well, and he was the only uh, earning member from his family. So he, uh, so he faced a huge problem during this time. This, this was a big deal to him. Yeah. 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 And obviously there are large scale, a lot of large scale social movements playing a huge role on the ground in India. One of the largest recently that people will be familiar with was the Indian farmers. Tell us again about the recent pro-corporate farm bills from the Modi government and about the farmers' uh, recent win. Um, essentially, so as we see it, it's, it's uh, you know, this is a major victory, you know. Absolutely. And uh, victories often don't come about. And I think when they do, it, it absolutely needs to be celebrated. These uh, farmers were out there uh, for 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 a good long while, more than a more than a year, right? right. Uh, and they fa- faced intense repression from the government side. Uh, from you know they would when they initially started the protest, they would you know try and enter into the capital of India, which is New Delhi, and along the border, the the the, the police would put in barbed wire so that they couldn't ride in with their you know with their tractors so they sat down right on the border and they started protesting from there Mm -hmm. and these uh these seated protesters would then you know uh bring in like food with them and it became like a little village Mm -hmm. they would have food supplies medical supplies they would set up uh you know restrooms for themselves because they because what they understood is that this is a good long protracted struggle and they were very prepared for that. Right. But right. what but what was absolutely heartening to see is that they not for one second they you know said oh you know the the government's not listening to us let's give up. Right. You know. Right. They 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 stuck to their guns and even now so formally they've um you know their their line is currently that until the bills are are, are uh, in in writing removed from parliament right, they are right. still going to continue the protest okay, okay. so f- there is a form- formal announcement by the ch- from the prime minister but they're not going to they're going they're not going to stop protesting until there's a formal uh, you know uh, withdrawal of those bills mm-hmm. which i think is uh, which i think is it uh, talks to the merit of these farmers as well and just again, these, uh, for anyone that didn't listen to the first one, these bills were kind of highlighted as though they helped farmers, but they were really a handout to corporate agribusiness, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, essentially, there were three main bills. The uh, uh, the first one was called the, the Farmers Produce Trade and Commerce Bill, uh, which was essentially to, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, it, 
it would cut out taxes but it would ultimately help like medium and small businesses the second one was basically the empowerment and protection bill uh, which would give you know which would basically allow corporations to to buy out land and the third was the essential commodities bill which would deregulate production and storage and movement of essential commodities um, and all three would you know affect the farmers negatively because this would bring in a sort of um, this would corporatize the the farming sector and basically dislodge the farmers from uh, their, their their working conditions what they own which is mm-hmm. their land and they make and they would bas- basically become employees on their own land right, which right. absolutely you know they which is unacceptable they don't want that yeah absolutely yeah because they've been they've been you know for, for generations they've been working on that land they that's that's what they know their farm their fathers their forefathers have been doing this for years uh, and it, it's it's a matter of pride it's a matter of pride for these absolutely. farmers absolutely that, that you know that they've been doing this for years it's not that themselves are getting fed they're feeding the entire country mm-hmm. and uh, and it is you know farmers are extremely disrespected and we've seen it through like these anti-farmer policies not only these three bills but over in the past uh, 20 30 years ago when globalization first you know came in uh, this this element of uh, having private entities come into the farming sector uh, that uh, you know basically destroyed the industry and and is continuing to destroy it and over the course of these 30 years, we've seen an escalation in the in the numbers of uh, farmers who've committed suicide as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over uh, f- 400,000 farmers have committed suicide in the last 30 years. And in the last in the last um, seven years, during the Modi regime, one fourth of that number, exactly 100,000 farmers have committed suicide. That's terrible. And let's not forget, during these protests, because of the repression from the government side, the, these farmers, about 750 farmers have, have died. But, uh, so, so they essentially won at this point, but the government hasn't formally removed the bills, but they have said they're going to. Is that where we're at? Yeah, so the, okay. so, but uh, it is, it from what I've been hearing from a lot of uh, good sources, as well as the the lawmakers as well is that they have no choice but to withdraw the bills at this point. So they will be getting it withdrawn. It's just a case of doing everything to make it official to get rid of getting get rid it of. passed through legislation, as it were. Okay, that's that's impressive. They they've been working at it for over a year, and the farmers have finally won. Yep, yep. Before we go, I'm going to play one more clip. I believe this is a student, correct? Right, yes. A student yes. And, and let's go to the clip. Basically, I'm the idea that I'm a coach. 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 
কিংবা এমনি পরীক্ষা দেওয়া লিখে সেগুলো কোনোটাই আমরা পাচ্ছি না এমন একটা সিস্টেম আমাদের ওপর চাপিয়ে দেওয়া হচ্ছে যেই সিস্টেমটা ফাংশান করানোর মতো পরিকাঠামো ইনফ্রাস্ট্রাকচার আমাদের দেশে নেই আমাদের দেশে মাত্র থার্টি লোকের কাছে স্মার্টফোন রয়েছে সেখানে যদি অনলাইন ক্লাস গুগল মিটে জুমে হয় কতজন ক্লাস করতে পারবে স্বাভাবিকভাবে যারা খুব গরিব ঘরের ছেলে মেয়ে তারা ড্রপ আউট হচ্ছে এবং ড্রপ আউটের সংখ্যা হু হু করে বাড়ছে গ্রামাঞ্চলে দেখা যাচ্ছে বাচ্চা বাচ্চা মেয়েদের স্কুল থেকে ছাড়িয়ে এনে বাবা মায়েরা বিয়ে দিয়ে দিচ্ছে ছেলেদের পরিযায়ী শ্রমিক শ্রমিক বানিয়ে পাঠিয়ে দিচ্ছে ভিন রাজ্যে এরকম একটা অবস্থায় যদি এখনও যেখানে সমস্ত কিছু খুলে গেছে আমাদের রাজ্যের মুখ্যমন্ত্রী হোক দেশের প্রধানমন্ত্রী হোক ভোট পর্যন্ত অর্গানাইজ করাতে পারছেন যেখানে ভোট হতে পারে সেখানে ক্লাস হতে পারে না এই যুক্তিটা খুব হাস্যকর এখানে আপনি আমরা রাস্তার মধ্যে ক্লাস করতে এখন বাধ্য হচ্ছি কারণ ক্যাম্পাস খোলার পারমিশন দেওয়া হয়নি ক্যাম্পাসের মধ্যে ডিজাস্টার ম্যানেজমেন্ট অ্যাক্ট চালু করা রয়েছে ডিজাস্টার ম্যানেজমেন্ট অ্যাক্টে পনেরো জনের বেশি গ্যাদারিং করলেই পুলিশ তুলে নিয়ে যাবে এবং নন অ্যাভেলেবেল চার্জ দেবে সেই জায়গায় আবার একই জায়গায় যেখানে আমরা রাস্তায় ক্লাস করতে বাধ্য হচ্ছি বাসের মধ্যে গাদাগাদি করে পঞ্চাশ জন ষাট জন একসাথে যাচ্ছে তাহলে এই যুক্তিগুলোর কোনো মানে হচ্ছে যেখানে মুখ্যমন্ত্রী নিজে বলতে পারছেন যে আমার মুখ্যমন্ত্রীত্ব বাঁচানোর জন্য আমাকে উপনির্বাচন করতে হয় ভবানীপুরে করোনা নেই তাহলে যাদবপুরে করোনা আছে We're back. Now, Rick, tell us about the clip we just heard of a, a student speaking. Uh, so essentially, this is a friend of mine, Anushtuk Jokraborty. He is um, a member of the uh, Students' Federation of India, uh, which is the student's wing of the Communist Party of India, Marxist, from uh, Jadapur University, which is not very far from where I live okay. uh, in okay. India. Uh, so basically, on that day, they were having uh, a, a protest called Mogojer Classroom, which is they were they were basically protesting the fact that schools and colleges have been shut down okay even okay. though uh during the pandemic even though you know malls and eateries and restaurants etc have, have started to reopen and you might wonder why you know you want to reopen schools because you know you know the spread does not decrease if you you know reopen schools but we also have to understand that you know there was a push from the government side to you know move to online education now india is a poor country west bengal especially uh, there was not enough done to push the the online education you know villages upon villages were not you know were not given those technologies so the students could have you know online mediums to study so so they would be lagging and like a lot of students would not pass their exams and they would you know a lot right, of right. a lot of uh, students would not graduate in that year as well so it was a bit of concern as well because there's no guarantees from the government side that if the if a student uh, suppose does not graduate in a year when he finally he or she finally graduates from school that they can be assured a job so then it becomes you know a huge problem for them as well mm-hmm. so what what the sfi were demanding at that point was we will have well you know the the requirement is to reopen schools but you know have proper have proper measures in place as well so that students can come in socially distant right right uh, wear masks whatever but still attend classes because uh ultimately they're not benefiting from you know this online education and uh if if everything else is open then why aren't the schools and colleges open Right, right. Have they have they been open now or are they still closed? So recently uh, a few weeks ago they have finally reopened schools and colleges. This is okay, another okay. victory from the students movement as well that they have finally reopened schools and colleges to um to 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 students. That's fantastic. 
in closing, is there anything else you want to say about the recordings you shared or the ongoing movements? Well, uh, it just reflects that, you know, the variety of movements that are happening, not only in India, but across the world as well, that, you know, it's not just one sector or one, like, you know, uh, industry is suffering. It's across the board. People are protesting against their their uh, their conditions, uh, which, you know, which aren't great. And especially in India, where it is essentially a very poor country. But it is also a capitalist country and it's extremely exploitative. And uh, more than likely, people people do not benefit from this government in place because the, it is essentially anti-people. The, the government does not, does not do enough for the people. And it essentially benefits corporations. And we see this in over in America as well that mm-hmm. we've been seeing you know, the, all the strikes that have taken place. Now we've seen strikes taking place in, uh, in, in colleges and universities as well. Where we've seen protests in Columbia university. We've seen protests in Howard university. These, the, this is just a reflection of, of, of a degradation of a capitalist system, not only locally, but internationally. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate your time, Rick. I really appreciate you bringing those recordings. Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much. That's all we have. Thanks for listening. Some of those recordings uh, from the ground in India were shortened. We will also post a track with quick explanation and the full recordings from Rick. This has been a Socialist News and Views special interview.